0: You know, she's lived her life. She is a woman of a particular size, and I'm furious that the story, uh, her six-page spread in Penthouse, didn't get the attention that it deserves. Well, now, are you back on the I'm line? Back now. There you I, go. I'm sorry
1: about that again. I don't know <laughs> what, what what happened, but um, what I was saying was uh, I had uh, they they invite certain. Um, You know, celebrity, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. to direct a photo shoot, meaning you can pick the models, you can pick the poses, you can pick the clothes and the poses, and you direct a photo shoot. So I did that prior to my issue, and when I was leaving the photo shoot after having a great day and getting everything I wanted and, and, and working with some great models... As I was walking out, I said, well, you guys ought to shoot me. Ah. <laughs> and when I said that, they didn't go, shoot you. Oh, yeah, right. They mm-hmm. didn't do that. They were like, huh. And so we had some creative meetings about how to do it because I also, don't, I you know, I had a daughter in college at that time. Uh-huh. I didn't mind doing a sexy spread. I certainly wasn't going to be squatting and holding my vagina open <laughs> for the, the
0: shot. Right.
1: So, you know, we had to think of how to tastefully do it. Uh-huh. And you can still just Google Lunell and Penthouse and see the pictures. Yeah. They're really gorgeous. My husband loves them. Mm-hmm. My daughter actually approved the photos. Before they went to print and she was only 21 at the time she's Mm. 22 now Mm -hmm. and um so i'm very very proud of it and yeah i was surprised that it didn't get more attention as well i don't i don't know if that was intentionally that it didn't get a lot of attention or it's just the world that we live in now but i think that the women who did see it the guys who did see it because i do sell some issues at my shows it definitely sold, guys loved it, showed it to their wives, and other women that are of my body type were very proud to buy the magazine, have me autograph it, and, and show that, you know, uh-huh. they they got their fearlessness out the way. A lot of women came to me and said, my gosh, you make me want to do a spread. Yes. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll take some sexy photos. Uh-huh. You know, like, why not? You only got one life to live. You know, you may not publish them in a magazine, but you could certainly put them on the wall in your bedroom and, yes. your mate with them and just feel good about yourself yourself. You I know? love it.
0: I love it. And I'm telling you, once I saw your penthouse six-page spread, it did encourage me to say, you know what? I'm going to take me a few flicks for my man. I mean, you That's really why? empowered me to do that. True you talk. Should. And I showed... One of your pictures to a a male friend of mine, and he was just like, oh my gosh, you know, I wish that the world could be able to see something like this just a woman of a particular age a woman of a particular size who represents the way that black women look but there was another guy who said oh my gosh i see a titty and i said don't <laughs> act like you've never seen a titty <laughs> and probably sucked on a few too before let's just keep it 100 in, in magazine okay many, many <laughs> <laughs> so just speaking of you know you loving your body out of all of your body parts which body part do you love the most most and why
1: well uh i don't love my body let's start there okay. i have accepted my body you i know? got you i got um, you
0: um
1: I, mm. I i think i have beautiful feet a lot of people tell me i have great legs which you can see great uh, in the uh, photo
0: spread and uh-huh. i love my lips mm. i've always loved my lips Cool, cool I love it, I love it So, you know, the penthouse uh, spread You can definitely Google um, The penthouse magazine picture So that you can see Now, speaking about that And just being a woman of a particular size And just working in this industry And especially in 2018 Where we just have all of these Instagram models And, you know, just opening up any magazine And you see women who are not our sizes Because I'm a thick woman too um, do you ever get pressure to lose weight?
1: Actually, it's quite the opposite. My agents, whenever I have said, "Oh, I'm gonna probably try to drop about 60, they're like, "No, you you know you, you won't you won't work uh, because part of
0: your signature look,
1: my yeah, part of my swag is the way that I carry myself and try to dress and smell for a woman my size, and also. Uh, television and film isn't like it used to be, where they had only beautiful people. If you look back in the um, Clark Gable and Fred Astaire era, and, uh, mm-hmm. all the all the women were amazingly gorgeous, yeah. and the men were fantastically handsome. But mm-hmm. now times have changed, and there are more parts for regular-looking people, yeah. even odd-looking people. Yeah. You have to have. People of all kinds to make up the society in film and television Mm. these days. So you know, some of our greatest actors are kind of a little odd looking, you know. And you wouldn't have got that back in the day, but now it—they used to call it non-traditional casting Hmm. when you um, cast a uh, you know overweight person or a you know person in a wheelchair or. Do they still call it that? you know is blind or something like that but now there's really a market for all of that and so it's not that way anymore and i'm glad about that
0: i'm glad about that too so you just keep on pushing forward and being a representative of all things fabulous but you briefly mentioned that you're married now a lot of people don't know that you're married how many years have you been married for it's been it's close to 20 correct
1: 17 years, Seventeen. but those years weren't all in a row. (laughs) (laughs) What did you do? And uh, my husband is not in the industry at all. He's very not about trying to shine. He's Uh all about trying to let me shine. And for the years, you know, we were separated at at one point during our marriage because the the life that I live is very taxing for a man. Yeah.
0: so how did you make the comeback uh, uh, to him? We, we
1: we try to do our best. To, I don't post him on any of my social mm-hmm. media at all. Yeah, uh, he rarely takes. We don't take pictures together on red carpets and things mm. like that. He usually lays in the cut. Mm-hmm. If you catch us out somewhere sometime, you might see us. But other than that, we just I don't I don't post it because. You know, with this social media thing, you know, there's two people always looking to break you down. Yeah. He and I both have, you know, shady past, and I don't need people to be delving into his business when this is not his genre, you right, know? Right, right. So for his privacy and for my sanity, mm-hmm. we just keep him off Brush. of social media. And that has worked for us. My husband doesn't even have a Facebook page or. He doesn't know what Twitter is. He doesn't do Instagram or any of that. Uh-huh. He simply has a phone. <laughs> and he was a regular working guy. He's retired now. He was electrician, third-generation master electrician, uh-huh. which now he only does electrical work for, like, the family homes and stuff like that. But he's just a regular guy. And... You know, it's, this this system has worked for us quite well.
0: I love it. I love it. I love the how you are protecting your 17-year marriage. Now, 17 years is a long time, and I know that you said that it wasn't consistently 17 years, but still, it's a long time. How do you keep your marriage spicy? Do you have any tips for people who are in relationships or thinking about being in a relationship on how to keep the relationship spicy?
1: Well, it would help if you marry someone who thinks that you are enough
0: mm. my husband
1: doesn't require lingerie he doesn't require you know soft music and candles he doesn't care any about that every day he wakes up when we're together and looks in my eyes and tells me I'm the most beautiful oh, thing God. in the world just as I am before I even brush my teeth or any of that he loves me after all this time he thinks I'm the sexiest thing he's ever seen of course my husband is a notorious you know he he likes thick girls and the men who like thick girls are serious about it (laughs) and they are you know uh, not that rare a breed as people would think See, mm-hmm. if everybody bases their relationships on what they see in L.A., mm-hmm. then you're yeah. going to be, you know, missing out on on a great life because there's brothers down south, brothers in the islands, brothers back east who do not give a shit about yeah. <laughs> a flat stomach or any uh-huh. of that. They uh-huh. want a big, juicy girl. That's what they want, <laughs> and, they're, and they're serious about it. And my husband does it. We don't have to keep the spice in the relationship because they actually never left.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boom. Like, so you know, just the spice never left. But let's say if he wanted to take the spice to another level, and he asked you, you know, listen, Lunal, you know, I, let's let's bring another female into the bedroom. How would you approach that situation, or have you approached that situation? My not that type
1: of guy. He's just a regular, straight up and down type dude. I'm the one who would be doing. <laughs> 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 and he's I not it. really down with that so <laughs> during our separation that's when I got some of all that
0: <laughs> you lived your life during the separation yes and
1: I continue to
0: <laughs> I love it now just speaking about being unapologetically bold and just saying it like you mean it has there ever been a time where you've been on stage and you've gotten in trouble for saying something that you probably shouldn't have said
1: well, let me see. I I say something that I shouldn't say, probably on a weekly basis. <laughs> me too. Me too. But I'm trying to think if I've ever gotten in trouble. Well, yeah. Okay, so I did a show, maybe about oh, maybe about 20 years ago, mm-hmm. at the Paramount Theater in Oakland, California, where where I was raised.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the show was with Sinbad. And nobody told me until two minutes before I was going to go on stage, you know, you have to work clean when you work with Sinbad. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really um, go for a lot of profanity. Mm-hmm. Well, they told me that like two minutes before <laughs> I go out. Now, I, at that time, I wasn't as stealth in my knowledge as I am now mm-hmm. because you could tell me that 30 seconds before I go on stage now, and i am be like, okay, and I know how to change my... Act to not be profane, right? But I didn't at that time, and I went out on stage and did my regular thing because <laughs> I figure I live in Oakland. I've still got to see these people in the street. Right. In bad's gonna go away, <laughs> so I my best show, regardless, of right? So I did that. And then I got called into the dressing room mm. of Sinbad after the show, and he explained to me what type of guy he is, and I explained to him what type of gal I am. Right. Fast forward to 20, you know, seventeen last year, uh-huh. Sinbad and I uh, reconnected. We've never been, like, not connected, uh-huh. but we didn't talk like every day, because, you know, who does? Uh, but we reconnected and did a film together, And um, have gotten closer than ever before. Now, did I change myself or my act because of what Sinbad said to me? No, I did not. Because his genre is his genre and mine is mine. Exactly. But if you're a professional, you do have the ability to adapt to whatever the job calls for. So I have done clean shows, I have done church shows, I have a a clean comedy DVD that was recorded in my church Mm -hmm. for sale on my website that I sell at my shows called Let the Church Say, Rolling on the Flow. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I, that one time I can recall, uh-huh. and I've probably, you know, ruffled a few feathers throughout my career, but I can't say that I really got in any bigger trouble than having that icon step to me like that. Uh-huh. What has happened was I'm the eighth of eight children. Oh, So by the time I, you know, Want to express my ideas about something? Nobody mm-hmm. want to listen right. to me. Right, right. You, you have, have to make them listen. Already, I didn't even get a lot of whippings because by the time <laughs> Mama got to whooping seven, seven. Kids, she, she was died. tired. By the time, right, she got to me, so <laughs> I, I escaped a lot of whippings. Uh. What had happened was, I, 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 as as me being the eighth of eight children, I was in the beginning. I was, you know, kind of quiet and introverted a little bit and I also was separated from my brothers and sisters raised in an all-white community so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I was you know put upon for a while and ostracized and I took it and then my my dad my stepfather was a very bold man very brash very profane very you know Mm -hmm. all that and I take after him Mm -hmm. fortunately or unfortunately (laughs) and when I stopped letting people talk to me crazy or letting people do anything, I started just blurting out what I really felt I felt so much better I didn't feel all hemmed up and feel all tense and uptight Mm -hmm. and I said I wasn't gonna bite my tongue about nothing to nobody never no more and I've been that way the times have now changed to where I'm not considered such a blue comic anymore. Mm-hmm. My language is actually the mainstream of the way people talk yeah. on the street unto each other. So a lot of my audiences come to see me just so they can hear somebody say what they would love to say, yeah. but they really don't. Yeah. And you'd be <laughs> very surprised to know that I have a big church community that come to see me. Hmm. That includes pastors and first ladies.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, you you did say that. You know, now the language is is sort of normalized. Um, but back then, I remember just watching you on BET, and you would come on stage with a drink in your hand. I had never seen that. You know, just as a as a young girl, and you were just saying all of the things that my mother was saying, and you know, and I was like, "Mama, <laughs> this is this my but next mama on stage." <laughs> I have
1: to say that sometimes people confuse me with this other comedian girl who used to actually pull a cup and ice and liquor out of her bra and she <laughs> had blonde hair as well but she was a larger woman than uh, me but that was not me and if you will recall BET Comic View you could not be profound profane on that show uh, you could only curse on Def Jam but you okay. could not curse
0: but were you on BET T- at View. some and point I in did time nine
1: seasons of Comic View
0: okay 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 but you know speaking about you know just saying things that you probably shouldn't say how did how do you feel about uh the things that monique said uh about lee daniels oprah winfrey and netflix how do you feel about that and and is she a a close friend of yours
1: we uh have a relationship for sure monique Mm -hmm. and i um we don't you know go out to dinner and all that type of stuff but we just haven't had the opportunity to do that i'm sure that we would, you know, if we could, right. and and probably will. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no comment on the things she said about Oprah and Lee Daniels, but the something she said about Netflix. I agree with her wholeheartedly mm. because at least she has opened the conversation yes. and brought it to the light yes. that black yes. women are not getting paid yes. like white women are in the industry. Yes. Somebody has to talk about it. Yeah. And if you have to name names and let the chips fall where they may, mm-hmm. then so be it. Yeah. Were it not for a movie and a woman called Norma Ray mm-hmm. standing up, we wouldn't have unions today. Right. Yeah. So Somebody has to do it sometime, mm. and if she's going to be the sacrificial lamb that will be able to get me and other black actresses paid the money that we're worth, then I have to stand behind hiding no need because she's fighting a fight that will benefit me one day. Mm.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, now we have to wrap up this segment, but you did mention that you do have a DVD that's available for sale on your website. Can you please give my listeners your website so that we can continue to I'll support you? I'll give you all
1: my information. Please. I have CDs. That are not clean. <laughs> <and have siblings laughs> That's the one I so want. CDs, clean DVDs, T-shirts, bags, and other assorted lovely items and sundries mm-hmm. at my website, which is heylunell.com. H-E-Y-L-U-E-N-E-L-L.com. You can go on there and go to store. You can go on there and go to schedule see Am I Coming to a Town Near You, Rochester, New York, you're next. Mm -hmm. Um, You can go in there and see film clips and interviews and pictures and all kinds of fun stuff on heylunell.com. If you choose to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it's simply at Lunell, at L-U-E-N-E-L-L. And my Facebook official fan page is the official... Lunell, and figure
0: out how to spell that. Lunell, thank you. This is like, I'm telling you, uh, one of my dreams comes true. Thank you so much for blessing my show. My heart, my support, my love continues to go out for you each and every single day. You take care of yourself, and God bless. Thank you so much. God
1: bless you, and just know that I'm all about Women empowerment. I have been for a long time, but especially right now, the men have fucked it up. Talk about it. Talk about it. (laughs) And it's going to take us women to bring shit back around. Mm. Writing, directing, radio, Film, television, everywhere. So I totally support your show, and I'm glad. And I hope I get a chance to be interviewed again. Yes. Thank you for the wonderful questions and not wasting my time with, with bullshit. <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: You take care, Linnell. Goodbye. Bye, ladies. <laughs> Bye. I love it. Let me tell you something. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm so serious, Meredith. You know, mm-hmm. when I when I hear words like that, you know, people that I, I just – I, 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 respect, I admire I've been watching for years when they are able to pour into me and just acknowledge what I do I'm telling you, this is going to be an amazing rest of the day. Damn it, I don't even feel sick no more <laughs> 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 but any final words from you well, I love how honest she
2: was yeah. about her size mm-hmm. and to me, that speaks volumes um, so because we assume that all big girls yeah. are happy with the way they feel. And, you know, and she clarified it. She yep. said, no, I don't
0: love yeah. anything about my body.
2: I've just come to accept exactly. it. Exactly. And to me, that's the most honest truth yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah. Because my daughter, she's a big girl. Mm-hmm. And she's having a hard time adjusting, mm. making the adjustment. So mm. we assume that all big girls... Are happy with the way that right. they feel, or, or
0: just millie Rockets. Yeah, like, we're like no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> they're just
2: dealing with it the best way that they know how to. Yeah, and she. So I always think that's a great question for you to ask. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do you like love about your body? And she said it. You know, mm-hmm. I love my lips. I love my legs. You know, and that. Is mm-hmm. her truth.
0: Yeah, yeah. And she
2: was, you know, able to confidently mm-hmm. showcase in, mm-hmm. in the magazine that way that made her feel. And I saw the, the shot that you put up to promote the show. Yeah. It was tasteful. Yeah. It's like what we did. We just did a story in the magazine, and it was the boudoir shot. Mm-hmm. You know, so we did the boudoir shot, mm-hmm. and the boudoir shot is what really makes women feel confident. It inspired you. Like, you're like, you know what? I think I want to do it. Yes,
0: when I see other women, you know, just being comfortable in their skin Mm -hmm. and sometimes even pushing through the discomfort. Mm -hmm. Let's let's rephrase that. Right. It makes me want to take a few more pictures and just say... (laughs) I think you would
2: have taken the pictures anyway. (laughs)
0: Let me get used to my body. (laughs) But Meredith, before we close out another uh, show, I do want you to tell my listeners where they can support your amazing magazine. Oh,
2: thank you. Um, WorldbrideMagazine.com. So Mm -hmm. go to Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest. Please like it. And just like you, Mm -hmm. people don't seem to understand, and Lunell just said the same thing. Yeah if we don't support it, liking it and loving me when you see me on the street is not what's going to help me grow. You Mm -hmm. literally have to like, hit the download button, buy it, Mm -hmm. share it. Mm -hmm. We keep doing this. It's not easy for us.
0: You know, what I found, and I'm just going to close out this show, you know, for all of those who are tuning in right now and those who will be tuned in in georgia you know some take it past i'm just going to listen to the show take it past i'm just going to hit the like button on on social media um support for us it has to extend itself beyond that so you know the support if you're finding that your support lasts for for 0.5 seconds darling (laughs) i just need you to stretch out those seconds a little bit longer so that it becomes minutes